Have you ever had the perfect opportunity for revenge right in front of you? Oh, it would have been felt so good. <laughs> like the guy who fired you is now looking for a job oh. and you're in the position to hire him or not? <laughs> what do you do? Good. What That's do you right. do? We're going to see how to handle that today in Genesis chapter 43. You're listening this is to Between the, the Lines. No, yeah, well, yeah, you say it then. Go yeah, ahead. Well, you stole my, you read the whole time yesterday. <laughs> I did. I get too. one job to say this is the <laughs> podcast name. <laughs> well, I'll let you read the whole time Do you today. want to say I'm junior too, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm junior. Here we go. Genesis 43, verse 1. It says, but the famine continued to ravage the land of Canaan. When the grain they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob said to his sons, go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said, the man was serious. Now, I feel like I'm skipping ahead here. I didn't think you're in the right chapter. I am so not. Maybe that's why I didn't let you read I'm in 42. Time. I was reading 43. Let's go to 42. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why you wouldn't let me read yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly why. <laughs> the wrong chapter. Here we go. 42. You will read 43 tomorrow. I was just giving you a taster for Saturday's Yeah, that's, that's, that's your Saturday that's reading. Right. <laughs> verse 42, or chapter 42, verse 1. It says, when Jacob heard that the grain was available in Egypt, he sent his sons. I love what he says here. Why are you standing around looking at each other? <laughs> I have heard that that's such a dad thing to say. You know? I had a boss used to say, all right, we got everybody looking good and uh, we got this hole looked at good and well, so let's get that to doing something about it. <laughs> He says, I've heard there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy, another, buy enough grain to keep us alive. Otherwise, we'll die. So Joseph's 10 older brothers went down to Egypt to buy grain. But Jacob wouldn't let Joseph's little younger brother, Benjamin, go with them for fear some harm might come to him. So Jacob's sons arrived in Egypt along with others to buy food for the famine was in Canaan as well. Since Joseph was the governor of all of Egypt and in charge of selling grain to all the people, it was him that his brothers, it was him that his brothers to him. came to. To him, that to him that his brothers came to. When they arrived, they bowed before him with their faces to the ground. Joseph recognized his brothers instantly. You can imagine that. <laughs> Just how emotional of a moment that would be. Here's the brothers that sold you, threw you in a pit, and sold you. The reason you spent all this time in Egypt as a slave and in prison, and there they are before you, bowing down. It's been a few years, but not so long that he wouldn't recognize them because they would have had their... The typical clothing on that they would have worn back yeah. in the day. And yeah. he was the one that went from 17 to, you know, however long this is. Like, you know, he's been, I think, 30s, I believe. Plus, he would have looked you, you more Egyptian. quite a bit. And yeah, he would have looked, looked Egyptian. Egyptian. He probably put some weight on. He walked like and... an Egyptian and talked like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph recognized his brothers instantly, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where are you from? He demanded. From the land of Canaan, they replied. We've come to buy food. Although Joseph recognized his brothers, they didn't recognize him. And he remembered the dreams he had had many years before. He said to them, mm. you are spies. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. Can you imagine the feelings that he had when they were bowed down before him? And yeah. instantly, all of the mockery that he had received after those dreams, it yeah. comes back to his mind. Yep. The reason they hated him. No, my lord, they exclaimed. Your servants have simply come to buy food. We are all brothers, members of the same family. We are honest men, sir. We are not spies. Yes, you are, Joseph insisted. You have come to see how vulnerable our land has become. Sir, they said, there are actually 12 of us. We, your servants, are all brothers, sons of the man living in the land of Canaan. Our youngest brother is back there with our father right now, and one of our brothers is no longer with us. But Joseph insisted, as I said, you are spies. 
This is how I will test your story. I swear by the life of Pharaoh that you will never leave Egypt unless your youngest brother comes here. One of you must go and get your brother. I'll keep the rest of you here in prison. Then we'll find out whether or not your story is true. By the life of Pharaoh, if it turns out that you don't have a younger brother, then I'll know that you are spies. Of course, Joseph's plan was his his younger brother was his only full brother. Yeah, These others were half-brothers, and they terribly mistreated him. Yep. And I think they, you know, again, this goes back to Jacob and how Jacob was mistreated by his father and actually both his mother because they practiced favoritism. And he went ahead and did the same thing and favored Joseph, and that created hatred. Oh, anytime there's favoritism, you wind up making a mess of things. Right. But anyway, so that's what he's trying to do is he, he wants to be able to see Benjamin. So Joseph put them all in prison for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, I'm a God-fearing man. If you do as I say, you will live. If you are really an honest man, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with your grain for your starving families, but you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth and you will not die. And to this they agreed. Speaking among themselves, they said, clearly we are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we're in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, Reuben asked? Hmm. But you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for this blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Uh, So that's kind of, actually, I didn't notice that part of the story until now. Yeah. So he was pretending not to be able to speak their language as well. Yeah, and it didn't even say that up until now, but... Now he turned away from them and began to weep. When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had them tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of the sack, but he also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with grain and headed home. But when they had stopped for the night, one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey. He found his, his money in the top of his sack. Look, he explained to his brothers, my money has been returned. It's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank, trembling. They said to each other, what has God done to us? When his brothers came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told them everything they had, that had happened to them. The man who was the governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies, scouting out the land. But we said we are honest men, not spies. We are 12 brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who is the governor of the land told us, this is how I will find out that you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take grain for your starving families and go home. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know that you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give you back your brother, and you may trade freely in the land. And Dad, do you want to take it from here? Verse oh, you're going to give me, what, three verses? Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> of course, I gave you none yesterday. That's right. Verse 35, as they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack was the bag of money he had paid for the grain. The brothers and their father were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob exclaimed, you are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simeon is gone. Now you want to take Benjamin too? Everything is going against me. I think it's a little woe is me going on here. Right. Then Reuben said to his father, you may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I'll be responsible for him, and I promise to bring him back. Of course, I think Reuben knew that that Jacob wouldn't do that. He's not going to kill his two sons. Yeah. But he's trying, you know, it's 
It's like what Jesus said, don't take these oaths. But that's what he's doing. He's trying to emphasize. That's why people use vulgarity, uh, because their word is no longer as strong on its own. Uh, but Jacob replied, my son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all I have left. If, and, and what a terrible thing to say. Yeah. He's talking to his other sons, and he's saying, Benjamin all is all I have, I have left. But my son will not go down to you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all that I have left. And what he means by that, too, let me just, yeah. going back, this is because of its fa- his favorite wife, right? Yeah. It goes back to Leah Rachel. and Rachel, and those are the two sons of Rachel. Mm-hmm. So much of the trouble in the family go back to that. When we, you know, we, last week, you know, we grieved over what Leah was put through, and yeah. he still hasn't gotten beyond that. Nope. If anything should happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. Yeah. We're going to pick this up and we'll uh, leave it. Yep. Uh, tomorrow, you're going to read really what takes place here. I already got next, started for you. Yeah, that's right. The next couple of chapters are interesting, and then we kind of bring it into fruition then early next week. Now, early next now next week is going to be interesting. Yep. Because I'm not going to be here. No. You're going to have be, some special guests. You're going to be gone. That's and right. so, and, and the, some of these guests are going to be, I think you're going to be interested in. Yeah. Uh, one of them, I, I know one of them you're very interested in. I have a crush on one of them. In fact, um, <laughs> she is absolutely gorgeous, and you'll find she's got an adorable personality. So uh, hopefully you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm in trouble, all right? Um, but I think you're going to enjoy having uh, Linda being a part of this as yeah. well. So, That's right. But and not just Linda, but we've also got some others that are going to be joining us. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. I'm going to be on vacation, so. but I will be listening on vacation. Yeah. And can't wait to hear what these guests have to say. And I'm sure when I get back, everyone's going to be saying, ah, can we keep the guests coming? Keep Junior <laughs> off. I don't think so. But uh, Proverbs, hey, how about if we have the guests with Junior? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we're going to be Proverbs chapter 14 is the corresponding chapter for today. And it's verse 2 is the one that we want to point out. It says, those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise him. I, I really love this verse I because... Do. This talks about how everything we do, all of our decisions, yeah, they reflect what we really think about God. Yep. Well, I was having a conversation um, with somebody yesterday, actually, and uh, they're, they're just struggling with how they talk to their kids. And I'd said, we can't say we love our kids if that's how you're going to talk. Mm-hmm. Can't say that. No. And, and that's how what I see in this verse is like, you want to say you fear God, then take the right path, then do what's right. Yeah. But if, if you're going to take the wrong path, then you despise him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come down to these feelings you feel toward God. It comes down to how you actually act. Mm-hmm. So let's do that today. Let's do that this weekend. Let's take the right path. And that right path, I will tell you, that right path is being in God's word on your own. Mm-hmm. So getting God's word on your own this weekend, getting church this weekend, that is the right path for you to take this week. Show God you love him by doing that. I, I want to say this too, because because you bring this up, and that is I, I've been really encouraged by the number of people who have recently told me that they've been reading on Saturday and Sunday as well, yeah. and that this has actually been good for them for us not to have the podcast on those days. Yep. In fact, I one woman told me, she said, for the first time in my life, I've been reading on my own without the podcast and understanding, because we've been doing the podcast, learning how to read. And that's what our whole goal in, in this is, to teach you how to be able to read with understanding and having some practical application along with it. So please, do the reading this weekend. Be in church. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow night or Sunday morning. And then we'll be back again. I'll be back again anyway on Monday. 